0: assalamu alaikum everyone welcome back to another episode of my podcast today i have a super special guest um, her name is Amita. Amita, introduce yourself. I'll let you do the honors.
1: <laughs> okay. like alaikum, everyone. Um, my name is Amita. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Do you want me to say a little about myself or what? Yeah. I'll just say my name. Uh, okay. Say a little bit about so, yourself. Okay. So, Salam alaikum, my name is Amita. I am a college junior. I recently switched my major from bioengineering to psychology. So, uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I know. That is chakra, relatable. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so um that's 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 uh, uh, where I'm at right now in life, and yeah. So I'm just a college junior, just living my life. I also have a podcast that you guys will be able to listen to the second pro- half of this podcast on, and yeah, I'm a Black Muslim woman. That's probably an important factor, uh, <laughs> and yeah, we can get to know me over later, but I think that's enough. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Okay. So I wasn't planning on asking you this question, but like. Mm-hmm what got you into psychology? Like, why did you decide to
1: make the switch? Mm -hmm. So I feel like for many years, actually, I've been interested in psychology. And even when I was applying to UMD I was like psych so or what's it gonna be but um because my older brother he was computer engineering and I was looking into pre-med stuff but I was like I do not want to be in school for like 10 plus years um I was like okay what's the in between you know so everyone's like oh, you're gonna problem solving, organizing and stuff so I was like okay I can mix and match so bioengineering seemed like the best option for me but I feel like I've always had an interest in psychology or at least like the aspects of like psych- a lot of aspects of psychology, especially um, counseling psychology, and I've always been told my friends, you're so wise, you're so mature, and all this type of stuff, so I was like, oh, thank you, I really appreciate that, but I realized that it was like a really deep interest in psychology and just understanding how people work and why people do the things they do, and I feel like that's from a, even a very young age age I was very introspective and everything but I was just so intimidated by it because you know there's there's, I feel like there's a very large stigma around psychology and people like oh you can't get a job and that's definitely what my mom told me every time I bring it up so, yeah, psychology, why I chose this. I chose psychology again because of my interest previously, but I was always just so afraid because even though I talked to my friends, um, I'd be like, I want to switch, I want to switch. And because the time like, just consisted and continued onwards, they're like, just stay and finish, you know, just stay and finish. And I feel like that's a common thing that a lot of people um, have in mind like, oh, if you quit now, you're good at later. And I feel like that's something that we should really not do, especially if you know what you want, because once you know what you want, and you stay in a place that you're uncomfortable and happy with, you always be like, oh, but this is something that I really wanted to do. And you may have regrets or just like, like if I did this, who knows where I could be. So um, because I just, I've been thinking about it for years and I've always had such an interest in it. I was like, you know what, just do it. Uh, and I'm like, Alana's best. And I just prayed about it a lot. And I was like, whatever happens next. Is the will of Allah, and I just want to at least try because of how much I really um, didn't, I wasn't really interested in my last major like I, the overarching things were like oh that's cool you know like oh that's like an interesting thing but when it came to classes and like I could not see myself as a bioengineer so I was like okay, I think that's a sign that it's time to move on my life and um, switch my major. That is literally so
0: relatable. I had the same experience, but it was aerospace engineering instead of um, Mm bioengineering. Like I'm super interested in space and stuff, but like Mm -hmm. the whole like math and physics part was just not it. Like (laughs) math 140 Mm -hmm. killed me and then math 141 was even worse. (laughs) So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah, so I totally get that. Um, So like you also have a YouTube channel and a podcast and I want to give your YouTube channel a shout out too. like, I'll probably put it in, link it in the description, but um, why is that like important
1: for you to do? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I feel like because it's becoming such a mainstream platform and we all kind of are already on there like as Muslims, as just people in general, our peers and everyone our age, we're all just kind of there vibing out, you know, watching whatever videos we watch, whether it be lectures or just random YouTubers doing whatever. And I've always had an interest in it. And I feel like that really was a crucial part of my um, integration into like knowing more about Islam, but also just knowing more about like, different people and what they are interested in in their day-to-day lives because I was like I started off in middle school on YouTube in terms of like just like seeing what people are doing i was like this is so cool like seeing all the vloggers and stuff and I was like I look you want to do this but at first it was actually singing covers that I did I know very very cringy but um, I was like okay I want to do this and um after a while like I was I'm a perfectionist and I feel I have to do things like a thousand million times and if it's not good I would never upload it but I was like okay so what am i gonna do if i can't sing um especially because i was like i really want to i started to get more into lifestyle um bloggers and like youtubers who would Talk about their lives and also give advice, and I feel like that's another con- contribution to why people would say I'm so wise and mature because I was listening to like people in their twenties and thirties talk about like, oh yeah, I'm divorced or like, yeah, I'm um, doing this, I'm moving out, I'm just like, you know, just giving advice on like things they've learned as they've grown up and aged. So I was like, hmm, this is really interesting. So I wanted to kind of do something like that, but I was never sure like what niche I wanted to be a part of because again, I was into um, like creative things and like also makeup videos was something I watched a lot. So I was never really sure, but I just knew I really wanted to be here because I was always watching those videos. So from there, I just kind of, you know, I made a couple of videos here and there and those were the ones that I posted, but I was always filming videos and like recording. I'm like, oh to, no, you know, I want to post this. But I always get scared or get discouraged from editing and stuff like that. But I was like, I feel like, I don't see anyone that looks like me, especially like once I would seek advice from like high school videos or like college videos. So I was like, if there's no one like me and I'm looking for someone like me, then I'm 100% certain that there's other people who really wish that they could have someone who um, could represent them as well. So like, why not be a representation for other people as well?
0: Yeah, that is, that is really important. And it's like positive representation. You know how there's like empty representation versus like the positive kind? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, like mashallah, like the stuff you're doing is actually like good representation that's not just like having a face out there and Mm -hmm. um and that's it but like when it comes to doing stuff like that I know people can get like imposter syndrome or like obviously it's really scary to like put yourself out there and especially on YouTube where literally everyone can see you how do you deal with stuff like that and obviously like being a psychology major you know like Mm -hmm. probably tips and
1: tricks or something so yeah yeah um, I feel like, well, I just started with psychology, so I'm not 100% <laughs> able to be skilled in that. Like my cousin, she was like, okay, you're a psychology major now, diagnose me. And I was like, well, I don't know if that's how it works. But um, <laughs> in terms of YouTube, I definitely was feeling the pressure of actually promoting myself and putting myself out there because I've had social media like Instagram and um, Twitter and for years that was a big like hurdle I had to overcome because I was like if I promote myself they're gonna have to listen to my opinions and my thoughts and what if they don't like them and what if they don't agree with them and it's like as I was coming into my faith and also like my identity as like a multi like multifaceted and intersectional like Muslim woman it was just like very daunting because like people are gonna have an opinion and i'm kind of a minority in a minority and i just was like there's just so many thoughts and fears that i had so i was like very hesitant to hesitant to do that at first but i was like it came to a point where I realized if I want to grow, I'm going to need to do it, and I've always seen other people, and I was so willing to support other people, and they're like, hey, repost this." I'm like, absolutely, I got you, I'm like, hey, everyone, go and support this person, but I realized I had to advocate for myself, and, you know, support myself in the process of doing that, even if others wouldn't, and I remember getting emotional when I would see, like, my friends, like, reposting once I finally got over um, that hurdle of, of being afraid to post, and I was just like, wow, like, people actually care about what I have to say, and seeing the positive. Feedback from people that may have been acquaintances or didn't know that well, and they'd be like, "Oh, this actually like touched me. This was actually very useful to me." I was like, "Wow, like like that's so crazy." And it kind of just reminded me, like, there's always someone out there who may need something. And even if my goal is to positively impact someone or um, their life, I can't control that. That's all like up to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. All I can do is put forth the best effort and just make dua that like whatever I'm saying is not with the intention of hurting someone. And I definitely felt imposter syndrome as well because. Um, because I'm making specifically like Islamic-related content, or just like being a Muslim, a Muslimah, like it's like not a lot of people are doing that, and I don't have a lot of Muslim friends that are on YouTube, so it's like, oh, should I be doing those challenge videos, or like, is that with Canadian public? And also in terms of makeup and stuff like that, I really want to do that, but you know, um full faces and stuff like that it's kind of you know not really permissible um especially with like, guys watching and stuff like that but I'm like I'm so at like I feel like I'm so good at doing like my show I was like really into makeup and that's like again what I used to watch so it was kind of like at a crossroads where it's like can I even be a YouTuber without doing what is popular or what um I really want to do so that was even like a test of my faith and um just me realizing and prioritizing okay what can I do and how can I integrate what I enjoy doing while still being myself and knowing that Allah will create a path for me if that's what's meant to happen, you know, because that's what I really wanted to do. I wanted to integrate my faith because I've seen like um, Muslim women who are on YouTube and they're doing very well and they're very successful, but they don't really talk about their faith that much. And I understand it's a personal thing for sure, but I want to talk about things like, because in everyday life, we have situations and we have conversations with our friends or we're joking around and being silly. So I really wanted to include that. And um, yeah, the apostle syndrome was very real, well, but I was just like, okay, I have to do this for, have, who am I doing this for? What am I doing this for? And that was a very big thing. I had to sit down and remember to kind of combat that.
0: Yeah, honestly, that's what you just said is so relatable. Like the whole, should I like post what's popular, like be myself. Cause also for me, it's like, I'm trying to get people to look at my book and stuff. And I know that posting pictures of yourselves gets so much likes, but that's just not who I am. So it's like, do I post what I like to post, which is like nature pictures and stuff and versus what I know people like to see. It's like a constant struggle and you're right, it can get to the point where you have a lot of imposter syndrome. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, definitely.
0: But yeah, okay, so as somebody who's on social media and someone who's a YouTuber, how do you deal with comparison, kind of, is what I'm trying to ask. The fact that most people show only like 5% of the picture,
1: like of their mm-hmm. whole lives,
0: you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I feel like that was a very big thing, and it still is a, a huge thing. Okay, so I think that in terms of comparison... I think all throughout life, we are subject to that from outside sources, mostly at first, and then we start to do it to ourselves. So whether it be from our parents, again, like for me, when I first was in bioengineering, there was like, oh, you know, X, Y, and Z person did it. your cousin did it, and they're successful, so just stick it out, just stick it through. Like, look at your brother, he did it, just keep going, just keep going, and um, follow through, and then also when I wanted to start wearing um, hijab and stuff like that, it was like, um, am I as pretty as this person or look at how this person's doing this or whatever it may be, honestly. And it can be from looks to intelligence. And um, especially on social media, people portray like their own knowledge in terms of things like, oh, I know this too. Like I, maybe I should start doing this, you know? And it's like, at the end of the day, I think what allowed for me to kind of relax was like, it's all about my intention first and foremost and like why am I doing this am I doing this just to show off and that's something I usually do whenever I'm wanting to post something for example I'm like okay I saw this girl do something um where she posted like a selfie or like I don't know some some random um activity she did with her friends I'm like am I about to post this snapchat or this Insta story because they did it and I want to show that Hey, yeah, I have friends too or am I posting it because I genuinely um am appreciative of my friends and I want to just um show the world what they're doing and from there a lot of the times that's why I have so many pictures and my, like my camera all, like saved That I'm like I'm just gonna keep this for myself and enjoy this for myself and I want to not always showcase everything that's going on because I for one I'm a private person but also it's just like you don't know what people's intentions are or what they're thinking because all of us we just see people oh like oh I'm gonna go out this person I'm having so much fun hey we're at a party or like I'm hanging out we're skating like I see people skiing and stuff like this right now and it's like okay this is so great and it's amazing, but that's not all life is. And I think um, a lot of the time, because we only see the highlight reels of everyone's lives, we're just like, wow, they're doing all these great things. They're so amazing, mashallah. And even um, in terms of people of like uh, faith, and we see scholars with so much knowledge or just people who appears to be um, this certain way. But as, as I've spent a lot of time on the internet, I've seen that there's a lot of them crashed and burned from the pressures and we see and we're exposed to their vulnerable sides and their realities of life, because a lot of them are going through different, difficult things and difficult um, times in their life. And specifically in terms of our friendships, I've seen a lot of my friends, once I got to know like past the surface level things, because I feel like we all think that our friends are all doing so well. And they don't have any issues because whenever we're with them, they're all like, haha, everything's great, everything's good. But. When it comes down to it, a lot of us, if not all of us are going to something, whether it be something we think is um, not that big of a deal to it would be for us, or they're going to something that's like, whoa, like I can't believe that you've been keeping that a secret and you're not talking about it. And um, that kind of helped me realize, especially within my own friendship circle, and seeing all the common like issues that people have from like seeing our parents like have issues. Um, to our own like school struggles, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I was just like, SubhanAllah, like we don't know people's lives, and people conceal what they're going through because we're so afraid of judgment, and like being, we're so afraid of being vulnerable for fear of judgment, which is very understandable, of course. But I think that that's something I also wanted to do, and another reason why uh, I wanted to use my YouTube channel and like also start a podcast to talk about the stuff that we don't really talk about, because we're all going through it. And the more I realized, it and the more I saw it from my own like supervisors and also. Um, people i would see in school and like just hearing how openly people were becoming towards talking about certain things like yeah i'm struggling in this class so like i'm really going through it right now like and also i'm seeing non-people of color and also um people who are more or um privilege so like in terms of, like their wealth, talk about their mental health. I was like, yo, y'all are really just like doing that. Like you're just being like so open with it. I was like, what the heck is going on? Cause in my immigrant um child like mine, I'm like, y'all supposed to be keeping that a secret. What are you talking about? Like why are you being so open with your flaws? Because um, you know, our parents are like, they're like, oh why are you telling this person like evil eye or whatever? Like you can't tell them about this good thing. And like also whenever it's a bad thing, like why are you sharing our business out there? But it's like you're just asking for help. You know, you, you can't receive help if you don't tell people what you need. And I think that's a really huge thing that um, I had to work on and it all comes back to comparison for me because again being able to see people be vulnerable and um, express their needs and all that type of stuff I was like people are going through it and I can't make the assumption that people are not going through it because Allah literally said that he will test everyone like especially the believers you know if he loves you he will test you and I'm gonna assume like people have their own issues and their own problems and I'm not the exception to that rule and I can't think that way because it's only going to make me pity myself you know and think that hey I my life is horrible my life sucks when in reality um I can seek help from these people who are also going to do similar things but again just to summarize the whole, whole social media thing um for me comparison I was just like it's just realizing like Allahu alam. I don't know what's going on behind closed doors and although they may be having a great time in this area. I'm just going to have to be like, mashaAllah for them. And then i also just, just make a little, little dua and be like, love, please give me the same thing that's best for me. And just like that, it's like, okay, I acknowledge that this is something I like or I aspire for myself without being jealous or feeling any type of animosity towards them. And then I leave it up to a lot because that's who's in control of it. And I just move on with that. You know, because again, Allah knows best and Allah knows what they're actually going through. Because a lot of people, and even told me, like, they're like, yeah, like, I just post whatever, but in reality, I'm really not friends with this person, or, you know, they're just keeping up face and stuff. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, why are you, <laughs> why are you, like, hanging out with this person, calling you your best friend? Meanwhile, you both don't like each other. So again, it's like, we don't really know people's relationships. So we shouldn't aspire for what we don't know. And I think that's why I really, like, admire how um, in Islam, it's just like, you have to aspire for the life of the sunnah, like, in the Prophet Muhammad, as opposed to our people that we see, like, Oprah, or like, that's such a random thing, but like, or just like, big celebrities who look like they have it all together long explanation but
0: no that was good that was good and I know you talk like a lot about like your like and you mentioned this at the end your relationship with Islam and how that has helped you um with like mental health issues and all that kind of stuff so tell me a little bit about that because I think that's really important
1: I think that just relating everything back to Allah is really really fundamental to maintaining our faith And I say this for me specifically because I never grew up in like a huge Islamic or Muslim community of people. So it's always been like a lot of temptations around and just a lot of things going on that I have to really remind myself, like, although these are my friends, you know, and although I love these people and they're doing this thing or that thing, and I wanna be part of that, I have to choose, like, am I gonna prioritize what Allah has said is best for me? Or am I going to um, have this temporary enjoyment and this temporary pleasure? So even though it's difficult a lot of the time, I just again, I think du'a is very important. Also, remembering that Allah loves us because I know um, from what I've heard, like from other like scholars and just people who typically talk about stuff like this, they um, they just mention how a lot of us view Allah as a punisher, and we are so focused on negative aspects of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. But I think because I was able to kind of learn about Islam on my own, and there wasn't the pressure of other people saying, "Oh, if you do this, Allah is gonna punish you," you know, like, and you're gonna go to hell if you do this one thing. It's like no, like. Allah's is a merciful, like God. He's gonna, be, he's the most merciful, the most kind, you know, like, and he's the bestower of mercy. And there's like, he's the most forgiving. Like, we, there's a balance for a reason. Like, Allah creates that balance because, although yes, there are consequences for our negative actions, He loves us and He's giving us all these opportunities to continue to try again and to repent. You know, like, if He didn't think we'd make mistakes, then He wouldn't have explained to us, okay, this is how you repent. This is how you ask for forgiveness because we're human beings. We're not perfect. So Allah is not a harsh or unfair god he is merciful and just remember that he's merciful he's merciful he's merciful he's going to forgive me inshallah as long as i'm sincere with my intentions and making du'a to be sincere in my intentions is something that alhamdulillah like i really try to prioritize because i can do something i like am i doing this for because it sounds good or am i doing this because i actually want to do it you know and um and because i'm doing it to please allah so just remembering that and just yeah just just keep on praying and making du'a and i know it's kind of hard especially if you feel like you're far away from allah it's like he's not gonna hear me he doesn't care about me like why would why would he care about me it's like why would he not care about us though like and what like what is the evidence for that i know we've been told that from like um outside sources and like people who have been hurt in their own ways and people who don't understand the complexity and like the intricate nature of allah but it's like allah is so much more than that and remembering that he loves us and it's just all tests for us and it doesn't mean we can't turn back if we do mess up and make mistakes and that's what this is for this what this life is for it's to make mistakes and just to learn and grow from them because that's how we grow and that's how we mature into you know better believers and it also allows for us to seek help and seek advice not just from other people but also from the Sunnah, and like the quran and like be like okay what's the problem how I'm I'm because i need some help right now and i need some guidance like let me look to that and i think that sometimes you forget that um like it's supposed to be a guide for all of humanity, and like for the rest of our time here in Sydney, like all of that is meant for us to seek aid from and to listen to the stories and to go closer to us um, and also to love the Prophet more because it's like he, like, I think we forget that just because he was um, like a perfect human being, like. MashaAllah, of course or like he um like you know the evils mentioned him that he still went through a lot like home like i was about to say homeboy but like he was going through like probably someone was really going through it <laughs> like he lost his children you know like he lost like so many so much there's so much grief and so much loss that he experienced, and like um defeat as well and patience that he had to exhibit especially like his companions and there's so much so it's like if we are able to take the time to just like Watched a couple lectures and just try to understand because I know sometimes it can be difficult to understand. Um, that really helped me in the beginning stages, and now having people around me that I can turn to that can also remind me of such things, and remind me that this is temporary. Like remembering that this didn't even so temporary, and like literally it's gonna be like this, and then we're gonna be on to the next, um, the next stage of you know life and stuff like that. So um just knowing that all our problems aren't forever and like looking back and saying like I need to do that like how the heck did that happen and I didn't like God you know so Allah is there for me and he got me and we can get through it we can do it yeah
0: yeah and certainly like you know um a lot of people when something bad happens they're like oh my god Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like doesn't like me or anything but he literally loves the prophet so loud, I said I'm like the most and he's like the best human who ever lived and stuff and he went through like so much more than any of us have. And um, I think it is really important to remember that and also to like humanize him because a lot mm-hmm. of times we tend to think of him like, oh, he's the perfect guy. Like mm-hmm. nothing, like even though he went through all these things, like his faith was unshakable, which it was, but also like a lot of people don't know. And if you like study the seerah a little bit deeper and I just like did seerah intensive with Qaram. So um, mm-hmm. we learned that at one point, the Prophet was actually considering like he was at the edge of like a cliff or like a mountain he was considering like jumping off of it to end Mm -hmm. the pain because that's how bad it was and a lot of people like don't realize there was that like human aspects of him that was so raw so i just think it's really important for people to remember that Mm -hmm. and
1: also that reminds me of um the surah in shira i think where it's just like he was losing hope in the mercy of allah and he was like and then Allah to literally remind him be like you know have i not removed for you your, your burden because it's like you know if he can feel that way, of we were getting revelation from Allah because there was just like a, such a long period where he wasn't getting that uh, revelation. I think it's okay if we all, you know, have our doubts and just like you know, turn back to Allah. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's def-
0: that's definitely important to remember. Um, okay, so let's like wrap this up a little. Last question: um, Is there anything like any anything that you want to say that you think is important to put out there? Any questions that you wish I would have asked you? Um.
1: Well, I think that. Overall, I just also wanna just comment on how, like in terms of comparison thing, cause I feel like that's just like in a time in our age, it's like a very all encompassing thing and something we do every single day, mm-hmm. unconsciously or consciously, just like to check in with ourselves and to remember like just that Allah is there, but also just to take time to say, what do I want? Like, what do I need for right now for me to be okay? Cause a lot of the times with imposter syndrome and with um, feelings of doubt or just confusion, it's very hard to find a way out or just to see a light you know and to be like i'm going to be okay this is going to be okay because it feels so permanent and i was thinking about this the other day because um it's like whenever we're happy we're like this is not going to last long something bad must happen to take it away but whenever we're down or something bad is happening we're like this is going to last forever (laughs) i'm never going to see happiness again but um it's like obviously we, we experience happiness because if we didn't know happiness then we wouldn't know pain either and um i think loving ourselves and just taking the time to understand our who we are mentioned to, to, to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala why he places here and also that he loves us and it's okay to be imperfect but i think self love is really important and also just again seeking help if you can and um if not if you feel like you're completely isolated just turning to Allah as much as you can and that's something i did especially when it comes to mental health like if i was struggling to get up to pray i was blown there like I'd be repeating to myself, please help me get up, please please help me get up, please help me get up, please help me get up, just until finally I'll just be sitting up, like it just be like instantaneously, like after I just repeat it, um, however long it takes, but um, never losing like sight and hope in the mercy of Allah because that's what makes us believers. Like the fact that we trust that it will be okay. So inshallah, we all grant you all ease and I think we'll all be okay at the end of the day, at the end of the long day. And yeah, I think that's everything and you did wonderful. And I don't think you left that anything that I wish you would have. Asked. Yay, alhamdulillah.
0: And you did amazing too. So guys, so um, much. everybody who's listening, check out her YouTube, check out her podcast, which I'll link in the description. Um, and also like be grateful that you
1: got to hear from an amazing young woman. So yay. <laughs> 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 yes. Be sure check me out, voice of love podcast, also on Instagram. And then um my youtube is ami i might change my phone name which is amida but we'll see that's just another hurdle of me being exposed people searching (laughs) me but (laughs) inshallah we'll get there but yeah thank you again of course thanks for coming